Welcome to Chronic Love, a supportive space for people with chronic illness. I'm Robin, a psychologist in New York City, navigating the fallout of a breast cancer diagnosis some years in. And I'm on a personal journey to join together with others who have similarly found themselves facing life challenges in the wake of chronic illness. Together, with the generous humans you're about to meet, we welcome you into our discussions. I would have wanted to hear, let me make you a grilled cheese. <laughs> Hi, my name is Eva. I was uh, diagnosed with stage four non-Hodgkin's lymphoma in August of 2017 and went through six months of intensive chemotherapy and have subsequently have been in remission for over two years. When you embark on treatment, there's a lot of pressure from your loved ones. And also I think to a degree within yourself to optimize every aspect of your physical care, um, you know, to improve your chances and uh, to stay as healthy as possible. But at the same time, you're met with like some of the most physically and emotionally challenging moments. And in normal life, when you have physical or emotional challenges, sometimes we turn to junk food or we want to, um, eat comfort food or, you know, I, it's not necessarily when I personally would decide to start drinking celery juice every morning or, um, you know, cut dairy out of my diet, not eat meat, et cetera. There was this expectation that suddenly upon diagnosis and cancer treatment, uh, commencing that I was somehow going to become a completely different person who ate extremely healthy avoided all inflammatory foods. And um, that was challenging sometimes, like being in the hospital and just wanting to get the quesadillas because I'm in the midst of, you know, I'm staying overnight for nine days. That's never happened to me before. And I just want quesadillas and French fries. Being told, don't eat cheese. You shouldn't be eating cheese. Didn't you already eat cheese today? Or shouldn't you have juice? Why don't I make you a smoothie instead? And I think it all comes from like a really positive place. But I think maybe looking to the patient to set the tone of what they are wanting to do in terms of their like supportive care. I think definitely now that I'm in remission, I'm like so open to a healthier lifestyle. But at the time, I was just in shell shock and in survival mode. And part of my survival mode is pizza and hamburgers and quesadillas. So I think, I think, you know, if, if it's going to make the patient happy, I think it's better to focus on supporting them and helping them feel better. Yeah. On that, that diet element, there's something to me about this, this impetus on on somebody else deciding that you should change your diet based on your diagnosis, that that for me made me feel defensive and made me feel like they were saying the cancer was my own fault. Hi, I'm Laura. Um, I was diagnosed in July of 2017 with triple negative breast cancer and am BRCA1 positive and went through a series of chemo and surgeries 
I loved how much you mentioned cheese because when <laughs> I was nauseous and going through the, especially at the beginning of chemo, when I was the most nauseous, all I could eat was grilled cheese. So it was either I was going to eat nothing or I was going to eat grilled cheese. So give me a grilled cheese. <laughs> Thank God for grilled cheese, honestly. <laughs> oh, and the thought of, uh, again, there, uh, I agree. People are coming from this positive place of wanting to support you, wanting to be healthy. But to me, it felt like um, the way that it was approached um, from some people in my life made me feel like, or the way I received it, either way, what the result ended up being was that I felt like, um, like they were placing a blame on me for, for getting myself in the situation um, in a way that felt really, really harmful. So uh, to, to piggyback off of what you just said about looking to the patient for what they need, um, I think that that is so true on all aspects that in prescribing what somebody needs, you aren't seeing them and you aren't seeing where they're at. Totally. When you think about this, I, I wonder in place of, you know, don't eat X, Y, and Z, eat this instead. I wonder what it is that you would have wanted to hear from these people. I would have wanted to hear, let me make you a grilled cheese. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> are, are you no, kidding? But, but are maybe, you kidding? Yeah, I'm not kidding. I think, yeah. I think yeah. like, you know, there could be a scenario where it's like, okay, you're nauseous. You know, the doctor literally said, it's most important that you eat. As long yes. as you're eating, I'm happy. And then having to feel like there's an internal layer of guilt, but also like battling with, family about like what exactly that eating is um, or loved ones just created a lot of unnecessary frustration. So more just, you know, if you're not feeling well, like what is the one thing that sounds appetizing to you? Let me make it for you or um, let me pick that up or let's order it. I'll, I'll call the restaurant. Yeah, for sure. Is that so bratty to say? No, (laughs) What I feel like I hear you saying is what you actually wanted in place of, no, don't do that thing that you're doing to feel comfortable. Instead of that, what you wanted is somebody to say, don't worry about this. I've got you. I'll take care of that thing that you want for you. There is a place too, because so many people, right? They want to, that's their way of, of finding Absolutely. control, of finding a way to be like, oh, this is a helpful thing I can do. And there are ways like I... I needed to be in taking a lot more fluids, like vastly more than I was used to um, and was desperate and, and did not want them. The taste of water made me nauseous. Um, I, I was having a lot of trouble. And so that was a way that I asked for people in my life um, who I was close to, to keep an eye on that and to like a close coworker to keep an eye on how many, how many bottles I've been going through a day and be encouraging. That's helpful. Things. I, I had a similar thing with like, just having a hard time with digestion and constipation and all the medications causing issues like that. So even though I was still wanting to eat what I wanted to eat, what was helpful was when my caregiver would incorporate like it would be more about like adding something into yeah. like grilled cheese and a side of kale making applesauce like from scratch that was really helpful as opposed to like from the can that was a way to for you know for my mother especially which was so lovely to feel like she was making something for me which i think yeah. caregivers want to feel sometimes that they're doing something special for you so yeah 
Miralax cocktails. <laughs> I had the a good old days, notes. guys. The good old days of constipation, different path. <laughs> you're in such a survival mode that you just kind of need somebody on your side to just help you kind of navigate that video game of like, okay, here's incoming. Like, how am I going to handle that? As opposed yeah. to like a big picture change of lifestyle. And I think in the moment there, there can be these competing needs, right. Of um, caretakers, people who really love us, who really care about us want you know, certain things for us. But in the moment, we know, like, we're, we're kind of, we're a little more short sighted, because we're just thinking about, you know, immediate survival, or we're thinking about like immediate, like, just basic comfort so that we can have just something to hold on to something right? to hold on to exactly, I can understand why a caretaker would say like, but I really want like something longer term for you. I really want this other thing for you. But what we're actually needing in that moment is for them to put the longer term aside and to just see, as Laura said before, to see us, to hear us in like in the moment of struggle and to say like, what do you need right now? I'll put my own stuff aside. And of course, and I think there's going to be instances where it's the opposite, where the patient is wanting to revamp how they're eating or needs help kind of eating healthier and having help with cooking that and all the rest. And I think, you know, again, it's just like looking to the patient for the cues. And if you feel them having a resistance, backing off and kind of just supporting them. Just honoring. Yeah. And trusting the patient in terms of their own desire to survive and be, do the best by themselves. And that if they're needing something, it's because they've filtered it already through the the different bigger picture stuff and it's what they need. They don't need to talk about it or analyze it in that moment. No, I think it's a lot about like balancing the treatment that is doing its best to kill the cancer and all the rest with your mental state and your emotional state and like finding some of those trade-offs and that, you know, it's about peace of mind or comfort or, just getting through and that for some people that may be managing diet and environment more strictly for others, it's maybe not making those changes yet. And I think the way I saw it was my body's undergoing a nuclear bomb right now. I don't think for me, it didn't feel like the quesadilla. It was water under the bridge at this point. Now, I don't know what the science is behind that, of course, but their personal choices and um I think this all like takes us back to just honoring the human and us being able to honor ourselves um to decide what feels right for us I really want to say thank you for sharing all of this and uh, I imagine it'll be deeply useful to someone I hope so um hope so yeah. Uh, finally, you know, if you're watching this and you're resonating with any of this, um, I just want to say that you should know that you're not in this alone. Um, you're never in this alone. Ready? One, two, three. Until next time, sending love. Until next time, sending love. Until next time, sending love.
If you'd like to join us for a candid discussion about your experience with chronic illness, or if you'd like to connect to Simply Say Hello, we welcome you to reach out through any of the social media platforms or through our website, and all of our information is listed below.